adventure through a wasteland twisted by dark magic, undead monsters, and contagious insanity where life and death are no longer opposites, but a spectrum of cruelties. Emerging from the dregs, an old king makes one final attempt to save his realm. Today's episode is brought to you by the newest project of Lee Ellis, author of the Kill Dash series, God Blood is a grim, dark short story with the audio runtime of two hours available on Audible and a digital print available for those that prefer reading. This exciting adventure is available now. But parents beware, it's not for the faint of heart. Stay tuned after the episode for an exclusive audio clip of God Blood. Welcome to The Nerdy Old Men Podcast. The greatest nerd, geek, and pop culture podcast in history. With your host, Redneck Wes. He keeps screwing up, people. And that old bald man, Chad. Come on, man. This is a fun place. Don't be a... Hey, all you awesome nerds. Wes is back in the house. Back my, here. Found my way back to he the main found his, Yep, yep. He's been gone so long he couldn't figure out a time. I to know. I was up. about to say, Chad... Shoddy workmanship over here. <laughs> That's a poor. It's a bad craftsman who blames his tools. But anyway, no, no, it's good. I probably didn't set it up right. But here we are. We're here. Yay! Well, I survived therapy this morning. Oh, He's gosh. good to go. Yeah. He's sore. Feel He's me. making old Feel man me. noises over there. Yeah, well, what else is new? Yeah. Man, hey, thanks guys out there for all your positive comments on our last episode when that we did, one, the, when we did I, the Battle Royale, Royal got, Rumble thing. We are going to do that again with some different genres, different we, things. Yeah, we were, we were coming up with some stuff. Yeah. So Yeah, we just don't want to do it back to back. But thanks to our buddy Cortland yes. for the, what in the Chad Rick <laughs> game is this? And then our buddy Tim Rutger yes, comes up with a sticker yes, for it. So. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. I am glad to be your muse. Yeah. <laughs> so... That was funny there. <clears throat> you know, we were going to talk a little bit today. Um, don't really have much news at all of anything that I can't think of. Uh, but we do, we wanted to talk, we love going to cons. Yes. And uh, we love being parts of cons. So we are going to have a conversation today that might be a little bit uh, controversial. Us? Yeah. <laughs> about uh, cons. And, and I want to look at it and from the aspect of an attendee, not a guest yes. like we are uh, a lot of the time um, as an attendee. So I know, Wes, you're kind of <clears throat> passionate about this, um, and you're going somewhere tomorrow. Yeah, actually, uh, my buddy John and Adam were loading up going to Cincinnati Comic Expo there you go. tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, which would be Saturday. And looking forward to it. That's, that's one of the... One of the few cons I go to just as a con goer. Yep. Um, I don't have any affiliation with said con. Uh, I've just gone for four or five years anyways. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that where you, you met Hama? Was yes. It, okay. uh, I, I got uh, his signature last year yep, uh, right. on my G.I. Joe number one. Yep, I was yep. tickled about that. That was a bucket list. Uh, and uh, this year... Uh, Jim Lee is going to be there. Oh, man. So I've got some books that I'm going to get uh, signed by go. him. I, I, it's, it's like, <laughs> what, what am I going to take? What, what are you going to take? I'm, I'm taking my X-Men number one, the yeah. run that he did, uh, right. taking the D cover, the big fold-out mm-hmm. cover. I'm taking that one because that was one of those books when it came out. I got that book, and it was, you know, he kind of revamped mm-hmm. the X-Men so, uh, yeah, know, Jim Lee's a legend. That, that's um, awesome. And then I'm probably I've I've got a couple of different Wildcats books that I'm mm-hmm. I'm thinking about taking. Uh, I may take number one and just have it because that was that was his baby. That was mm-hmm. his creation. And then um, I've got a couple of Transformers that he did cover art for. Yeah, because he did two um, two different covers. And so I think I'm going to take one of those. That'd be cool. And get those uh, signed. I mean, they're they're nice books. I don't know what they'll grade out at, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, <clears> you know, for me, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's just awesome. Uh, the fact that Jim Lee's going to be there, you know, you're just, just sick. Like, uh, so we're going to head out in the morning, and and 
I'll go stand in line all day to do that, <laughs> uh, but it'd be worth it. Yeah, no, it'd be good. And and Cincinnati's not far from us here in Knoxville. Actually, it's closer for you. It's about, about it's just closer for you. It's yeah. uh, it's just over three hours yeah, from, not, from not me, bad. so it's not a bad trip. Usually, it's a turn and burn because I'll just go up for the day. Well, I mean, I mean, my son Brady and I went to Columbus, to Ohio State, for a lacrosse thing, and we turned and burned that. Yeah, one. that was a bit longer than Cincinnati is, but it's still not that bad from us here in. East but it's Tennessee. been a while since I've had you know. Uh, a trip where I'm I'm just going as as me, right? And, and actually have somebody go with me because usually I'm like, Does anybody you go, go up there by yourself most of the time, and and yeah, yeah, and usually it's just if I'm getting something signed or I'm just kind of in the mood to look for books. Yep. And, you know, I'll check out people's booths. You know, because I, I mean they'll have celebrities and they'll have uh, and Cincinnati has a really nice setup. I mean they're I got to give shout outs to them. They're they're really organized and it's a very smooth process. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know because you can get online and you know they'll give you a QR code and you can scan your QR code and go. And I was having problems with my phone. It wasn't it wasn't bringing up the, the email that had the QR code. And you know she asked me my name. I told her and she typed it in. She said, "Okay, you're good to go." Nice. Yeah. And you know uh, the standard con procedure they have. VIPs thirty minutes earlier than oh, yeah, yeah. than the regular attendees, um, but still, I mean, got in line, waited the thirty forty five minutes to get in, you know, just because yeah. the show opens at ten, and I mean, they got us through really quick. It was it was a really good experience last <clears throat> year. Yeah, that's a that's a key thing is is getting in. Yes, uh, if it, it, and we've been to one before that had. Uh, we were already there because we we're guests, but it was bad for people getting in. Yeah, they're, they're and that they, and that really makes a problem. So, I went to um, Lexington Comic Con mm-hmm. with with Abby, uh, my daughter, back uh, last year, and it, it ran very very well. Uh, you could get in very quickly, and the one thing I liked about it, and we'll get into kind of that thing, is the setup. Uh, I think setup itself, the way it's structured, is important. Oh, absolutely, for an attendee. And at Lexington, at Lexicon, I think they call it, um, you had like, I think it was three floors, all right? So you had like two that were vendors, or maybe it was just one floor that was all vendors and artists. And then you had on one floor, or one big room, where all the celebrities were. Sort of like what Dragon Con does with yeah, the Walk, of, walk fame, of Fame. Which I think is great, because it's not intermixed. Because at other cons, and I think it's that's the thing. If it's possible to do it that way to separate it, I think it's better. Because um, if you are a vendor that's close to the popular celebrities, you would think you would get more business. No, you don't. But you don't. Well, we had a because we were at one. We were at a con, and, and we, people were walking right by to get to. Well, I you know, know what I mean. Sometimes, and I know a lot of it depends on. The event space, the venue, yeah, because um, that that kind of determines what you can and can't do because you've got a physical space there. But like when we were at the guest, I mean, they probably weren't what twenty yards, 20, oh, yeah. 25 yards from us. Yeah. I mean, we sit there and we were interacting with them, but people were in line, and it was basically. Backing up the blocking, aisle, blocking our space, blocking yeah. our space, and people are like, "We looked for you," and was like, "We were there all day." Yeah, and it's like we walked around, and it's like, "Well, do you know where Celebrity X was?" Right? And they're like, "Oh yeah, we we were in his line and stuff." And we're like, "You were right in front of us." Yeah, but and they assume that that's part of the line and that we're not there. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's a problem uh, from from our aspect. And I know we're supposed to. Uh, we started out with what is it like to, but let's let's reverse that. You know, if if people were there Omaha, to see Omaha. us, yeah, if they were there to see us. Then it's negative to them because they couldn't find us or couldn't find whatever vendor or or what have you couldn't find them because the lines for the celebrities were backed up into those vendor or artist spaces. And I know, and I think that's a problem. I know as a con goer and just some friends that I've have spoken with, you know, we're kind of talking about different cons and stuff. Is sometimes it feels like the venue is oversold mm-hmm. as far as vendor space. Yeah. Especially when you have the vendors and the guests all in, in the same area, um, and I understand it's a business, mm-hmm. and you're trying to make as much money as possible so that you can continue your business. But sometimes you have to find the balance where 
It's like, oh, yeah, I can put, you know, 50 booths in here for vendors. Or I can put 35 and have more room or set up, you know, tables to eat at or places to sit down and rest. uh, Or have, you know, if you've got a really popular guest, you know, kind of have an overflow Mm, from the line. Yep. Because, you know, it's still hard to walk through because you've got people – trying to get different places and yeah. sometimes it was was well, as, as a guest if it's over if it's oversold with vendor booths yeah you would think oh i got a whole lot more to look at yeah but you don't because you can't get <clears throat> you can't get from what you get overstimulated or you you well it just it, it becomes just, a log jam it does become a log jam yeah because there's so many people in tight little spaces and it's just not good. I don't like it. Um, it, it. I've only been to a few that have been like that. Um, <clears throat> even big ones like Dragon Con space things out a little bit. Well, Dragon Con, I think, had to because Dragon Con's its own. Yeah, it's a big, it's, big, it's big, a different big thing, thing, you know. Because you figure it's a it's a week long. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Uh, I don't want to say convention because it's it's more than a it's convention. kind of everything yeah, it's a, a thing uh it's, it's its own thing um i guess that's probably the best way to put it yeah but like dragon con got to the point where they had to because they had grown yeah so much beyond i guess what the the convention was originally envisioned as mm-hmm. and which is i guess a good and bad problem to have right but like with dragon con you have the space available because they have the America Mart. You have what four, five hotels, right? That are, but they went out and did that, though. They went out yeah. and made sure that the venue that they picked had all of that those amenities available. Yeah. Well, now I remember space. the first year, um, the first year that they opened the America's Mart and they put the vendors in there. Yeah, it was absolute chaos because mm-hmm. nobody knew where anything was at. Right. And you had this traffic flow issue where right, right. people are going. <clears throat> people don't understand the rules of the road. <laughs> it's the same when you walk. There's lanes. <clears throat> There's you know, lanes. Yeah. Traffic goes one. So you had people that were going up the right side mm-hmm. and people coming down the right side. Yeah. So and instead out. of on the left side. Yeah. And so you had <clears throat> this just traffic flow issue, and then. They had stuff on the second floor, but it wasn't really marked as far as how do I get to the second right. floor. But they worked that stuff out. Well, but, this is this has been ten years ago. Yeah, but so. the point the point of it is is that it, it, with vendors, if I'm going as a show goer and I want to look at stuff, I want to have room to look at stuff. Oh yeah, when I know going, I know we keep quality going back to quality Con. over quantity is okay. You know, and if you're a show runner. And you're wanting to keep vendors coming back and keep people coming back. You you got to look at that. You, you, this isn't a one and done thing. You, you want it to continue. Oh, absolutely. And some places, I don't think, I don't think do that. Well, I think so. That's that's my problem with with the state of cons when it comes to vendors. Some places are overpopulating with them, and nobody's making money. Well, and nobody's <laughs> spending money because they can't. It's too much to go through. Do you do you remember Wizard World? I never went, but I do know. I, I went to I went to several of those, and it was they got to the point where it was like every weekend they had a show in a different city. Oh wow! And I mean, I was like, okay, logistically, that's got to be a nightmare for somebody, right? Yeah. Um, but it was you know you could go to their website and they listed, hey, you know. Well, in Nashville this week, and Asheville the next week, and Chicago the next week, and New mm-hmm. Orleans the next yeah. week, and Cincinnati the next week, and it was just like, good lord, yeah, that's a lot. And they were all set up the same as far as the the layout. Mm-hmm. But honestly, for me, it got to the point it was it was almost like going to the mall. Yeah, you know, there was nothing really different about the show because. Just in a different city, you right. might have a few different guests, but I mean, you saw the same people, yeah, the same booths, the same setup. There, it was like cookie cutter. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, if you travel, like you're traveling to Cincinnati tomorrow to go, go to a con, you may see some booths that you have seen before. Oh but, yes, I've, but, I've, but I've there, done that. but there are some that you've not. Well, and what I like about 
going to a convention is you'll find things. Um, I've found some authors and, you know, just a little independent guy, you know, just, Hey man, I wrote a book, you know, and you get to talking to them and they're so passionate about their work, you know, and, and I've, I've gotten some really nice gems just, hey, yeah, man, I, you know, I'll go 15 bucks, buy your book, you know, help you out 20 bucks, whatever. And you get to read it and you're like, wow, this is, this is really cool. And I right. mean, we've yeah. made some really good friends at conventions. Yes. And uh, when way. you talk about artists, let's go to that. Cause we've already kind of hacked on quack, what, quack, what quack. we have problem with, with, <laughs> with cons and how they set up their vendors. Let's talk about artists too. When you mix artists in with vendors, I have a problem with that. that. And I have seen that as of late. We we ran into that issue at a couple of conventions we were at. Yeah, and I've I've ran into it as a as a not the podcast. I'm talking about going to yeah. comic, and I have run into that. You know, you got this person here selling their book or their comic, you know, and beside them there's a big toy booth and there's a hundred damn people in that toy booth and nobody, you know, if if you are a reader or a comic person it needs to be sectioned off to where you have this is the author indie comic place and right beside them is the you know physical artists where they you know prints and paintings well, and photos and things okay, like that okay i'm going to go back here. to dragon con here yeah artist well, that, alley a whole floor yeah they got a whole floor like that now they're able to do that yeah. but you could do that on a smaller scale well you could one thing i do wish conventions would do um and i i'm talking this is once again, not the podcast, but it's no. stuff that we've seen. Because Chad and I were talking before we got started. It's kind of how this show started. Well, it's kind of how everything gets started. <laughs> <laughs> but we were we were talking, and because I'm a comic guy, I like yeah. to look at comics. Well, they're not together. No, they are scattered all though. And there's been times that like the show's closing up, and you know, like some booths have already left. And I'm like, there's comics I didn't over there. Guy, I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. And as a goer, as a collector, it'd be nice to have them all right there. Well, I mean, I'm a very specific collector. I, yeah. I, I primarily collect G.I. Joe's. I think everyone knows that. Yep. And I have found some that way just where I was like, dude, I didn't know you were here. He's like, yeah, I've been here. You know, we kind of got hid, you know. Mm-hmm. And I found a couple of books that I needed. Well, if I hadn't just dumb lucked into it, you know, if they'd all kind of been together. Yeah. Um, Don't shotgun place these people. Well, yeah, I mean, going back to, like, the artist, you know, have an artist alley. You can set up a convention where, you know, okay, you've got five, ten artists. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're a smaller show, and that's that's all you've got. Yeah. You can put them all together. Put them on the front there so everybody walks by and can see their stuff. Yep. You know, don't have one here, one there, one. Yeah, because if, if, like, Wes goes and he looks for comics, that's what Wes does. That's one of the things I'll be to doing tomorrow, Yeah. yeah. Wes wants to go in and see a bunch of long boxes all in one spot, right? Absolutely. Yeah. In this corner of the, or this two aisles, or this aisle of this convention center is where we're putting all of our comic uh, sellers. Mm-hmm. You can go through there. Like, I, I look for vintage toys. I don't want to go from one end to the other when I, I'd rather search this area and then go, oh, comics. I'm going to go over and look at the comics. And, oh, there's authors. I'm going to go look over here. I, I remember uh, we, read a convention, around. we read a convention and Toy Man Terrence was, was there and was talking to him and his son, Alex. He's got Alex into. Oh, he, he, that it, dude's a shrewd bar. He, he, you know, he's a horse trader. Yep. Uh, he will wheel and deal to get. Uh, Get what he wants. I'm surprised he doesn't do that at Walmart. <laughs> he might. Tries, I don't to, know. tries to get a better deal there. But anyway. But it was they were he was running back and forth because there was one guy over here had some something masters for, yeah. or something that he was looking for. And there was another guy literally on the opposite side, opposite corner. Mm. You know, so he's running back and forth and you know I know there there might be some people say, well, that's good because it kind of protects my area. But I'm like, ah, I see a lot of these toy guys, they're wheeling and dealing amongst themselves. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's one thing that always kind of bothered me about conventions is, you know, if you can have these guys together, you know, yeah. and kind of build that community. Because, like, say you're looking for some master whatever, figure yeah, yeah. or whatever. You know, I don't have it, but go down two booths 
Yeah. Talk to Joe. He's as long, got as long it, or, as these guys are not complete jerk faces, yeah. which it really seems like a lot uh, of these folks in this community are not. Um, <clears throat> like our stores that we deal with with the show, they all help each other out. Oh yeah, you know that that sort of stuff there would be great. Like, oh no, no, I don't have it. Uh, you like this? No, no. Oh, I yeah, I'm pretty sure this guy's got something. Well, that's I mean, like down Pat there. Pat's first one that comes to mind. Well, on right, that, but he does that. but I mean, at conventions you could do that. So that that's that's my gripe on the artist thing. There really ought to be, everybody. If I was going to run a convention, which I'm not, but if I was, that's how I would do it. You know, because you, what you do instead of you know what kind of what space you got, right? Yeah. And I haven't tried to do one of these things, so I don't know all the inner work into the business. I'm just trying to use common sense here. You got this space, and you got these tables. Okay. Well, you sell these tables. And then you organize it because I think that would work better. It might make it more difficult for you to organize it, but then you could put things in sections. And I guess maybe that's a a little OCD kind of a thing, (laughs) but I would much rather, I mean, it'd be like going to Walmart and them having peanut butter on one aisle and jelly on another. You know, there's times that happens. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> well, that's stupid then. Or, or, or in, it, your drink aisle is separated by three aisles of bread or some crap. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's, that would be dumb. And I think that that's dumb when cons do that with their uh, different, you know, vendors and stuff. Well, you know, and I, I know a lot of that goes back to, we have to make X amount of dollars to be able to do the show. And, but I know there have been times I've been to a couple of conventions, and one, they had a, and I thought this was great because I actually used it because I wasn't feeling well. Um, they had a like a lounge area set up, mm-hmm. but they had it, it was Star Wars themed. Oh, that's cool. They had a Rancor oh, standing, you know, in the back, and, yeah. you know, one of the 501st uh, garrisons had, obviously it was their setup, but they're taking... Uh, donations, you know, pictures, and they they had a charity. Yeah. I don't remember the charity at the time, but they had brought in like couches and chairs yeah. and, and a rest area, and just you could kind of sit down. They had you know people taking pictures and doing their thing, mm-hmm. just right there with it. But you had an area you could sit down, and just and I had a migraine hit me. <laughs> yeah. We were standing in line and just really wasn't feeling good. I went over and sat down and and took a break for a few minutes, and mm. you know once the caffeine from the Excedrin kicked in, um, yeah. you know, I was like, okay, so what I'm you're going. saying there is, is <clears throat> well, going back to where you're planning. A, well, but that's know, another you aspect. You can plan something like that. Yeah. That's another aspect that I think that they should have is, is uh, like a rest area, lounge area, as well as a, um, an area actually to sit and, and have a meal. Oh gosh, I can't tell you how many times just I've sit on the floor and eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Organize oh, it, dude. It just uh. well, and I think that goes back to you know, hey, we've got to make X amount, so yeah. we have to have. You know, I, I can put a hundred vendors in there, but you know, if I could get a hundred and twenty, I, 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 I know I, that goes back to the <laughs> economic side of it. But I'm I, just as a fan, as a con goer, yep. I'm a hundred percent with you on that. If there's a place where you can sit down and eat, because can't tell you how many times I've had a, a hot dog and you're sitting in the floor. Well, and and so let, let's expand on that too. Yeah. You know, places to rest, places to uh, to sit to eat, but then vendor or food vendor availability, right? Most conventions have the overpriced concession stand, right? Oh, which yeah. is the way it is, and that's just how it is. But I've been to a, one or a couple of them that have bought like a one food truck in. That's awesome too, in conjunction with the concession stand area too. But if you have the option of more than one, well, now, if you've got room for more than one food truck, bring in more than one food truck because I promise you, everybody's going to get paid. Well, everybody's so going to get paid. We, we were actually at a con that that did that, but it was, I don't think communicated well, right? And some people didn't know. You know, hey, the there's, trucks were there. there's like five or six food trucks outside. Yeah, that's a know? communication problem. But. Um, but now we, I know, 
we were at Rocky Top Game Con, mm-hmm. and which was nice because they were able to pull right up to the door right there on yep. the con. <laughs> yeah, so you which was up. an improvement that that he did. But that was something he listened. He listened yes, to his yes. his now, con goers. More of them would be good. Oh, absolutely, because that con's packed with people. Well, so, it, just it, the amazing any, amount that 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 con has well, grown yeah. in a short time. So, any in general, any when you're dealing with food when it comes don't don't make your guests only if you can work it out with the venue yeah don't make your guests only option is to um go to the concession stand at the, the 15 dollar hamburger yeah don't make it their only option if they don't want to leave the the area then that's where they're going to go most people are going to go buy drinks from there because it's convenient and they can carry it around with them but give them other options with food trucks uh, surrounding the area, most places they they can make that fit. Um, so that's that's one of my gripes with the way that that, that cons do food. Yeah. Um, and so you've got also you look at another aspect of it, something near and dear to my heart, is security. And some cons, you said Cincinnati works really well. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, Lexicon was fantastic. Really, it moves quickly. Me being a you know twenty six year uh, security slash law enforcement guy, you know it, it. I I was like, that's good. You were picking up. You knew. Well, and I also knew that that their level of of security execution was good enough to mitigate acceptable risks. And yeah. I'm, I'm using you know shop talk, but yeah, I felt like they protected the attendees and the guests good enough. Um, and kept things flowing. They did a fantastic job. Went to one this year that did not. And people were in line for hours to get in because I think they shortchanged and tried to go real low on the numbers so they wouldn't have to pay as much. And when you do that, you also have people that don't know how to do their job. And I came in with a with water in a cooler and as a guest, right? But still, it doesn't matter. We're all treated the same, which is fine. I'm, I'm, I'm good with firm, fair, and consistent. Um, but this woman was like, you can't have this in here. I was like, okay, I'll take it back. And she goes, no, you can have it today. Just don't bring it back tomorrow. They don't want you to have it. I was like, okay, cool. And I walked away, and she goes, I'll, I'll make him take it back. Like she was psychotic or some crap. And I turned back around. I was like, do you want me to take it back or not? And it's holding the line up because she's ranting. Yeah. So I ended up taking it on in or whatever. But the point of that is, is, is me as a customer going into one of these things, I want to be able to get in when we're talking about the security, right? And, and ticketing or whatever. I want to get in. I want to feel safe. And I don't want it to be over, uh, over intrusive. You know, I want to feel safe, but I want to be able to get in and go do the things that I wanted to, to spend my money on. Yeah. And if you don't have enough people, Scanning tickets, checking bags, running a, a metal detector. If you don't have enough people doing that, then you got people that happened at that con that we won't name names on that missed their photo ops, missed all of their stuff, missed their panels because they couldn't get in the freaking door. Yeah, because there wasn't enough people manning the damn door. So that's another thing. I and in any kind of business thing, it's important. Customer service is important. Customer experience is important. Well, and I think I think too uh, some some cons that are no longer around. Because I've I've been Lexington, Louisville. Uh, I mean, I've I've gone to a lot of different different places, and and you know, sometimes would go two or three times in a year because it was a different con. Yeah, it's the same venue, you know, so you kind of know what to expect. Right. Um, there's some that are no longer around because it was more about how can I get you in and charge you a bunch of money to. Mm-hmm quote-unquote nerd shop yep and you know i'm not worried about these experiences that you're having you know issues that you're running into the show might need to address right and there's i can think of at least three shows that i went to regularly that do not operate anymore you know and that's another thing let's let's go to that too is ticket pricing for for dude or lady to get in the door. Uh, Here's the deal. There, There's multiple facets to this. Yes. Okay. 
if it is a shopping con, okay, like the sponsors of our show, uh, Smoky Mountain Collectibles Showcase, Mm -hmm. has a very small entry fee. Oh yeah, it's like five. I think bucks. it's five bucks. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 you, you heard the ad when you when you came on the show. But I'm good with that. I'm going there to spend money. I'm good with paying a little well, bit to get in the door to have that opportunity to see all those vendors. But going back to what you said about having things laid out, they actually lay their they stuff yeah, out yeah, yeah, where yeah. you can. Yeah, okay. Clay and those guys are great. So you know, toys are this right? way, yeah. comics are this way. And- but I'm good with that as a as a as a. I know that that's what I'm paying for is the opportunity yeah. to come in and see all these vendors in one spot. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. If I go somewhere and I got to pay 35 bucks to go in and shop and there's nothing else in there for free, I don't know how good of a deal that is. You understand what I'm saying? Like there needs to be other things. Well, and I'm- there needs to be interactable things. There needs to be uh, panels that you can attend. There needs to be shows or live music or something to compensate for the rest of that money that you've just paid. I know that a lot of conventions have, have gone to setting up like gaming areas. Yeah. Um, there are even, and I think a lot of this has to go with the res- resurgence of being able to get in public with other people a lot yeah. of places are setting up tabletop areas yeah which is great where you can show up and just sit down and then, as a, then as an attendee i'm like well i may buy something here and there but <clears throat> i for people that don't have a whole lot of money i want to go to the show but i want to go and play D or i want to learn how to play legion or i want to go and play this indie game that the guy's doing for free because i want to i want to check it out yeah well Rocky Top Game Con. There yeah. was several places. Our, our our friend Grace. Yeah, ran the whole out. board game thing. So it's worth it to be able to go and do that stuff. I can sit and play games with people all well, day long. My kids. For nothing. My girls came. Yeah. And they uh, played a lot of They it. played a lot of games with Grace. And they've, they've got to the point now. She she got Thanks, Grace, for getting them watching Gravity Falls. Uh, <laughs> but because they're, they're always yeah. sending her something about Gravity Falls. Yeah. Um, but that was one of those things that they really enjoyed. Yeah. And, you know, but it didn't cost anything extra no, to do. No. But if I'm coming in to a con and I got to pay what I would, you know, whoever would consider a, a, a good chunk of change to come in and I've got to spend more money, there needs to be something else in there. Um, I, I'll pay five, ten bucks to go into shop because the potential of having a bunch of different people in there that could find me the, the master's figure that I need or the GI Joe comic yeah. or something like that. I'm good with that. But if I pay 30 bucks to come in and uh, there's nothing else, I don't know if that's such a good idea. So it, that's a kind of a slippery slope with your money on what well, you I charge mean, for people to come in. I think a lot of it depends on what you're into because I have gone to st- not strictly comic shows. Yes. You know, and it's, you know, five, ten bucks to get in. Mm-hmm. And then it's nothing but long and short boxes. Yeah. You might have somebody maybe that had worked in the comic industry that's yep. there, you know, mm-hmm. as, as a guest, um, signing books or, or something along those lines. Right. But, you know, it's like, look, I'm on a mission. Yeah. There's <laughs> people here that ha- somebody's got a G.I. Joe that I need. Yeah. That's that's what that's my mission. As I want to go through and look as many of these as I can, right? See if I can find but what I need. But you're there to spend money, and you know that you're there to spend. Money. Yeah, so that's the, the less whole amount point. of money. The less amount of money that you got to pay them to walk in the door, the more you're willing to pay everybody else. To buy oh, absolutely, stuff. because I've right. I'm glad my wife doesn't listen to the show. I've, I've paid stupid money for some books before because I'm like, if I don't, you know, the old saying is, you know, you better buy it when you see it. Yep. Uh, sometimes that is played because I'm like. Uh, I know how hard this is to find mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the condition it is in. Yep. You know, it's like I wish the price was a little bit better, but you know, it's but you, you, you if it's rare, it's you got to you got to do it. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things. It's I didn't pay, but if fifty I a, bucks if to I get in the show, in, there's no way I can get that. Yeah, exactly. So let's look at another thing. If you come in there and they've got a bunch of stuff. Whole bunch of stuff. You know, they got vendors separated really in good space. They're they have good 
panels that you can get involved in. They have a free gaming area or they got some, you know, uh, arcade one up machines around that you can play or something like that. Right. Then it's probably worth more to come in because you can get an experience out of it. Yeah. They've got celebrities. They've got a few there that you can look and see. You can see them like, Oh yeah. And if you wanted to pay the money, you can go and get autographs. Well, I will say this, there are some celebrities, um, that are really cool, like because I've I've just gone up just some and just hey I just wanted to say hi yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I I enjoy your work. and get into they'll get into a conversation with you yep yeah you know um so that you know you've got that but you know for the most part if you're if you're there for a celebrity you know you're getting a, a photo op an autograph something along those lines um and I've seen a few shows try to have one or two like free signers. I think that's becoming more of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of going back to what you were saying is, Hey, I'm going to charge you, you know, 40 bucks to get in. But then, but they work, then I'm then trying they work to work else, in yeah. some other, they work some kind of deal with the, with the talent. Yeah. Where they're paying them a flat fee. And I'm like, Hey, we just want you to sign stuff. Yeah. For people to um, come up. It, so that gives them an opportunity to charge more to come in. And it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then when you look at, Let's look at celebrities. Now, as a as a con goer, okay. If I'm gonna go, um, what I want. If I'm going there for the celebrity experience to get, as Chad looks at his Battlestar Galactica yeah, poster, Galactica <laughs> poster over here, which I still need the one guy. Um, I went. One of the reasons I went to Dragon Con that year is because like five of them were there. Yeah, I knew going in that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm spending my money on. And I can get a bunch of them in one place. Yes. So cons that will get a Battlestar Galactica, and they get four or five of the actors. Well, that's how I got uh, some signatures for my yes. Firefly poster. Was. That, as a attendee, that's what I want. I don't really want ones and twosies. I would prefer you as a con runner to get multiple actors from one um, one thing, and that's if that's you can. Something that I I'm know just a lot saying of a wish schedule. list. Kind of thing. I know yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. schedule, and you may thing. not be able to, but that would be cool. I, I've seen, uh, and I know a local convention um, that's been trying to do stuff like that, where they get, you know, kind of like reunions. Yeah, and they'll have, and that's a good three thing. or four. Yeah, that's a good people thing. from a show or movie, something like that. And it, it's it's been a big draw. Mm-hmm. Um, now. That can open up a can of worms for some other problems, you know. Well, and, um, and I didn't want to. I don't want to go into what uh, the positives and negatives of of vendors and stuff. Like we went to one that was so overloaded with celebrities, which we don't sell anything other than our comics and t shirts and hats and stuff, right? Yeah. But other vendors openly told us we can't sell anything because everybody's spending their money on the. In- the like 50 something celebrities that are. Yeah. Here. So, you know, that, that's a topic for a different day, but as an attendee, I was an attendee. That's what great. I want. That's what I want. Oh, it's wonderful. You know, that's what I want to go because yeah, you're going to, so you can look at it as like, if we get people from all kinds of different genres, more people to come in. And if you can do that, that's great. But if you can get like one big license yeah, and bring in, you know, three or four, Okay, you know, or even two for that matter. You know, well, say say something like Star Trek. <clears throat> yeah, you know, because there's there's multiple shows. Yes, you know, so if you, you could have, get three or four of those, it, you, know, well, you know, you're always going to try to have somebody like you know, like a Shatner, Shatner yeah. you know, uh, George Takei. Yeah, which is always fun when they're at a show together because they hate each other. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you okay? You got two from the original. Okay, well, if you could get. You know, Patrick Stewart, and oh, yeah. Jonathan Franks from yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, you know Kate Mulgrew from uh, from Voyager. Yeah, you know. because then you have you, the, you, the Trekkies got, got something to do all at once. Well, in I've one seen place. people that uh, we were, at, I believe it was Dragon Con one year, and they had several of the captains, and people were they've got artwork that's got like all the different captains, yes. and they're getting them signed. I love that stuff. That you know, or so it's cool. it's like, hey, we've got four or five people from, you know, DS9 here. Right. Yep. And you see everybody, and they've got their DS9 stuff, and you're, you know, you get to talking to them, and you look mm-hmm. at their stuff, and they yeah. start telling you the story. Well, I got this one here, and I yeah. got this one here, and I've met him a couple of times. I met her a couple of times. You know, and you see just the love that they have for those yeah. shows and the fact that they can get 
they can have that experience at one convention is is phenomenal. Yep. So if we if you know as a attendee that that's something that I I like. Oh yeah. Is that you know? Um, and if you ever get to go to a Firefly panel, uh, Nathan Fillion will take it over <laughs> even if he is not there. Because <laughs> he we were at Dragon Con, we've seen this happen a couple times. Um, he will call because they're oh, all really? they're all real good friends, right? And you might have like three of them there, and Nathan will call and get on. and they'll put him on, you know, and, and it's it's hilarious. Uh, but I mean, it's one of those things, like you're saying though, to have that kind of experience, yeah, where you can can bring that in. If I'm paying, then I want an, I want an experience too, and that's one thing about Dragon Con. And I don't know honestly if if I personally will go back or not. Um, it's a it's a large expense, and one well, the immortal and, words of Danny Glover, I'm getting too old. Yeah, <laughs> well, but the thing about it is, is you pay. I forgot how much the tickets are now. They're a hundred and something dollars. I, I don't know. Don't quote me on it. But you get a lot for that because you get a pass to go into all the locations all the time, like twenty four hours a day. Um, all the vendor access, all the artist a- access, all that. Now, I mean, yeah, you pay for autographs, things like that. But all the parties that they have, all the live music, all of the panels, all of the tracks. Oh, yeah. The education tracks. I went to some costume building stuff down there. And they've got, like, these, like, big deal cosplayers and costume people and artists that teach these things, mm-hmm. right? And you get you get your dead gun money. I've learned you get, some stuff You, you can do as much as your body can, can take. As you can physically Seriously. handle. Seriously. Yeah. And... So that's worth the price of admission. But, Hotels you know, is a different story. Well, but, you know, um, but going back, that's it's its own animal because yeah. literally it's a week long. You know, most but on most a smaller scale, but at most conventions, you know, you're looking three days yeah. max. But on a smaller scale, you, I, I personally, as a consumer of that, would want them to take that kind of stuff into consideration. Oh, absolutely. What What do my attendees get? Not just. How much money do I get from ticket sales? What do my attendees get if they just want to come and only spend the money to come in? Because I want them to be happy as well. Because if they are, they're likely to spend money on something else. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably difficult to get all of that together. But, you know. Well, you know, like you said, we're making a wish list of, you know. obviously. What you you would like to see at a a show. Uh, Is it possible Probably not to get everything. No, but I mean, unless you just, you know, we're the greatest showrunner of all time. Yeah. And but when you look at some of the stuff that that we've been to as a show, because we are customers when we go to, because we we shop around and look at stuff, and then stuff that you and I have gone to separately and yeah. things like that. I, I like to look at this and go, okay, what what would I like? What is good about this and what is not? No, you don't ever get everything, but there are some things that are just glaringly bad. That will make you just not want to go again. And those things have to be shored up, like getting in the door, you know, just stuff like that. Well, I mean, mean, it's going to have to be a fun experience. If not, you're going to go and go, God, why did I spend this money? Now, (laughs) I will will say, uh, not to be Debbie Downer all the time, but uh, I have seen a lot of conventions um, because they're, you know, we've brought the kids. Uh, I know you've you've taken yours, um, mm-hmm. and you, you're all you try to do things as a family. Mm-hmm. And there's some families, you know, you've got people that have special needs, um, and people don't always think about that. No, and quiet lot, rooms are important. I, that's where I was going. A yeah. lot of conventions are 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 doing that, and that's something that I applaud them for. Yes, because. Yes. There's times it's just like it's too much and they're overstimulated. Because right. everybody should have the opportunity to go. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, so you need to make it accommodating for everybody. And uh, that is important. But that, that, that is important. That's something and that not, I've ju- not just for people with special needs. Some people just get overwhelmed in crowds well, yeah, and need to take a break somewhere. But I somewhere. mean, I, I've seen like some places are like, well, you got to go up these stairs and it's like, it's too in, it's too inconvenient. It's like just make well, it right there on the floor, off to the side. Well, no, I'm I'm not talking about the quiet rooms, but I'm talking oh. about like you know, just like I've been to some cons and they're like, okay, well, you got to go up these stairs, and I'm like, this guy's in a wheelchair. Yeah, where's a ramp? Yeah. Oh, we don't have one. Well, you, you got to. It's, it's like did y'all not, did y'all not <laughs> yeah. think about that? Yeah. But you know, uh, but I've been to I've been to some, and I, I really like going to small shows. Mm-hmm. 
uh, which kind of seems counterintuitive to uh, because sometimes they some, sure seem like they care a lot. Oh more. <laughs> my gosh, I have been to some small shows and just people have been over. And I'm talking about as a con goer, yeah. not not with right. the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people have you know you should get to talking yeah. you know and they're like, well, can we get you anything? Do you know? Yeah. You, do you need some water? Do you need uh, mm-hmm. you know? Or you ask them a question mm-hmm. and they will they will walk you. What's well, because they haven't got so big for the britches? Yeah. And it's just like that. That is really nice. And I mean, I know you can't always, you know, you can't individually help every single person by walking them to no where you need to go. No, but, but you you gotta act like you give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, and I, I've had some really good experiences. Just act like you some, care a little bit uh, at some smaller shows. Yeah. And you could tell they were genuinely happy you were there. One yeah, right. But they wanted you to have a good time. Yeah. And that's important. And they, you know, I guess it's they knew they were a small show. But they but don't need to lose that. I know, but, you know, that's one of those things that happens when you get, I don't want to say too aggressive in your growth, but, you know, I guess it really is where they try to do, you're trying to do more and add more, make it, but you get to the point where, well, I forgot it's about the guy and yeah. you know, or the girl that's coming that, you know, they're, they're a Doctor Who fan or... Yeah. You know, they're looking for comics or they're looking for, you know, handmade items, something like that, you know, books, whatever it may be. I think sometimes they're like, well, how much can we put in? How much can we put in? Okay, you've got all this stuff, but it doesn't work. It doesn't go together. And and another thing real quick before we we wrap up is a location thing, too. (sighs) So... And that may be the biggest. Yeah, it needs to be... You need to have parking, and I know obviously things, it, money matters, right? But you got to look into this before you just start throwing stuff together. People got to be able to park, people be able got to get in, and there's got to be spacing, right? <clears throat> and if you're wanting to make something that's that has some longevity, try to find a place and stay there. At least the same city. Yeah, I mean, and I understand there's things because I know like Cincinnati. I've, I've talked a lot about Cincinnati, but I'm going there in March. My show, I talk about. It. Um, <laughs> They are going to be doing, because they do it as like the Duke Energy Center. Okay. They're going to be doing some renovations there soon. Right. So next year's show is having to move. Right. Because the venue is going to be under. It's still in Cincinnati. still in Cincinnati, and it's it's in, in town there. But that, that's one thing I'm with you is, is if you can establish something at a venue, as long as, long as it's able to accommodate yeah. what you're trying to do. It, as a con goer, I love that familiarity mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I know about how it's going to be laid out. You know, because, you know, booths and celebrities and whatnot are all going to be in different places. But, you know, if it's usually there's this many rows and, right. if I, you know, the stage is over here, panel rooms are here, you know, this is where food's going to be. That makes it, that's one less thing you have to stress about. Yeah. And that's, if you're in the same building, you can kind of build that. Yeah, I, I agree. Plus, people can <clears throat> can plan, if they really like your show as a consumer, they can plan to attend it, save their money, whatever, take the time off, whatever, to be able to plan to attend it. You move it, you know, 40, 50 minutes away, people may not come. Well, it, it, it that factors some things in and that some people can't. I know one thing... And we've not really touched on this, but like, I love it when a show is about the same time every year. Yep. Yeah. Instead of people make it part of their schedule, they yeah. make it part of their life. I did that for DragonCon for years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I, I always knew. Okay, I knew. When, I knew when I needed to start saving money. Yeah. And putting it aside when I need to start working overtime to pay for it because I wanted to pay for it all. Well, it's you like, know? <laughs> like you know, working at Pepsi, like we have to put our vacations in at yeah. the beginning of the year, so yeah. that would be the part week, of it. Yep. You know. um, the local con that I helped out for years, you know, that yep. was always, it's like, when's the show? Okay. Yep. Uh, and I mean, <clears throat> I know sometimes availability, you know, there might be something else going on and it kind of can, can mess with the dates. But if you can have it about the same time, if it's yep. the third week in July or the, you know, second weekend in September or something, you know, where you can kind of, you okay, it's going to be about this time. That's that's great too. I mean, I know it's not always possible, but 
you know, yeah. as a con goer, that's one thing I I, I really liked. Um, there were certain shows that were at certain times of the year. Yep. So, you know, con or con runners, show runners, if you're listening to our show, yeah, I don't know, take our advice because we're experts, obviously not. But, <laughs> but, but that is our wish list slash gripe session on conventions. So, you know, listeners... LA, let us know what you uh, what you think. Tell us we're wrong or what what you think might be better as a consumer and attendee of cons. What you like, you know? We have some con showrunner friends. We'd be yeah. glad to to pass off your your opinions on that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, man. Well, have fun at Cincinnati tomorrow, and, uh, and Wes will have a report on Cincinnati Comic Con. Yeah, Comic uh, Expo, Comic Expo on the next show. So until then, it's the old bald man Chad with the one and only the traveling comic hunter. Redneck West. Get in the truck! Yeehaw! <laughs>